Hello, everyone. Welcome to Developing Palettes. I'm Aaron Lewis coming to you from the Drew Estate Studio. With me today is June Liu, Seth Geis. I'm from the Villager Scar Studios, John McTavish. How are you guys doing? <clears throat> Good. So I'm looking at the scores. Oh, yeah. Bill's <laughs> running it up. Oh, different score. <laughs> All right. So today we are talking about the Tatuaje La Riqueza SE 2022. Cigar is a uh, Toro Extra 5 and 5 eighths by 54. Uh, comes out of the My Father factory in Nicaragua. Wrappers Connecticut Broadleaf. Binder and filler both from Nicaragua. It is blended by Pete Johnson. Price point is $12. The cigar was released in March of 2022. And we picked these cigars up from the Blue Smoke of Dallas. So if you are in the Dallas area, be sure to stop in for a cigar. Uh, but if you uh, are not near them, and they have something you want in stock, be sure to call them. They may ship it out to you. All right, June, what, what was your thoughts on this cigar? Um, I thought I had a nice first third. Um, I, I think Pete Nail, like that chewy medium plus body pretty well on this uh, medium strength. Um, first third was good. It, it had this like barnyard, you know, thickness to it. Uh, roasted chestnuts, baker's chocolate. Had a little bit of like a, a like a... Uh, you know, balanced pepper coming through, but for whatever reason, the second or the last third, um, there was quite a bit of this like pervasive bitterness to cedar wood, um, and that just that basically killed it uh, for the rest of the profile. So, um, so given that, I thought it was overall average. Um, but uh, yeah, um, I uh, yeah, that's all I think. All right, Seth, what are your thoughts? I'm totally confused now because of it. Um, I mean, I I really got the same flavor profile from beginning to end. Um, I just didn't get much out of the cigar. I had some coffee, damp wood, earth, leather, some mineral and black pepper. Um, I just, I don't know, I wasn't picking up much out of it. Maybe it's just me. Medium, medium full in strength and body. Um, begin to end. Good construction. John? Uh, I'm pretty aligned with June on this one. Uh, first search started out interesting, red pepper flake, uh, creamy mild chocolate, um, earth, earth and baking spices. And, and that kind of evolved into a more, uh, defined nutmeg, which was interesting. Um, and then the red pepper flake kind of fell in intensity, which is nice. So, you know, kind of all came together and I was like, oh, this is nice. And then there was even some mild leather, um, which for once didn't like take over the palate. So I was like, Oh, this is nice. A little bit of saltiness, uh, somewhere in the profile. And I'm like, this is, this is nice. I'm enjoying this. It's different. It's interesting. Um, and then like June said with the second, third, um, the profile just became sort of, um, I guess uniform flat, um, you know, it's just kind of leather and salty wood. And, uh, there's a little bit of earth, uh, right around the halfway point, and I was just like, there's, there's, there's nothing grabbing me at all about this profile. Like it's like, it's like smoking tobacco where there's just nothing there. Like you're smoking the smoke, and so I was like, well, you know, disappointing after where the first third was, and then the last third started out interesting, uh, sort of a toasted dark chocolate, earth and dry wood, but uh, that earth just immediately took over the profile, and I was like, oh, okay. Uh, so it was just kind of a heavy earth, heavy dry on the palate profile for almost the entire last third, which that's tough. It wasn't unbalanced. It was just tough. Um, and if that wasn't enough, uh, cigar went out on me twice. So I was like, wow, this is, so I don't know if that impacted the flavor, but it certainly didn't help. Uh, yeah. So slightly above average flavor profile. Aaron, what about you? 
Yeah, for me, this cigar started with oak, earth, and light cocoa powder. I got some toastiness that joined in fairly quickly, and then some black pepper a little bit later. Um, the cocoa later transitioned to chalkiness, and then the second third became a bit dry, and some mustiness joined in. And then the final third saw a vegetal, vegetal note join in and then build up. Um, I thought the cigar had a nice start as well, uh, but once the cocoa transitioned into chalkiness and the profile became a bit dry, it kind of dropped the level uh, to average and maintained that the rest of the way. Um as has been said multiple times here, uh, not something that I really found that all that exciting um, and probably not something that um, I would see myself coming back to. Uh, so getting the scores, start at the top with June at six even. I gave it a 5.85 and then Seth and John both gave it a 5.65. So June, how that six even matchup for you? Yeah, with all the... We rated some really high peat cigars, right? Starting with the Cojetes. Yep. And then now going through these, you know, the Tuxlas and then now this one. It's a oh, strong start. It's like the Buffalo Bills. And then now, you know, we're in the latter half of the season. It's like maybe the Buffalo Bills again, you know? <laughs> uh, my 5.85 matches up well. It was above the average flavor profile. Uh, construction was very good. I just had, I think, a slightly tight draw and a little wavy burn. Not, nothing, no problems with the, the construction for me. Uh, Seth, 5.65. Man, yeah. We were starting out strong, and I was praising Pete, and now it's just kind of going back downhill. And I, I don't – I'm wondering if it's just a couple of these little things. I don't know. I was disappointed, but I never really liked La, La Roqueza. Uh, yeah. So there's a reason – there's a reason it got discontinued. There has yeah. to be. Um, and it's good to bring it back. Maybe people forgot why it got discontinued. Who knows? Don't listen yeah. to me. All right, John, same, 5.65. Yeah, so flavor profile-wise, I actually think this is kind of up there with the Tuxla around the 6.1 mark, but, you know, the two relights and then uh, slightly uh, into the resistance spectrum on the draw, that definitely impacted the uh, the score. But I think flavor profile, it, it actually should have scored higher. So, you know, still prefer the Cohetes. Yep. Uh, any other final thoughts from you guys on this one? Uh, I did not smoke the original lock Rekazes. I was too busy um, smoking brown labels and mm-hmm. living my best life. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think I thought they were, the previous ones were enjoyable. I don't, I, you know, I don't remember too much about them, but uh, I, I don't think I, I didn't feel they were bad cigars. So, but I don't know. You know, there was, he had a few lines that were like you know offshoots of the brand, and they kind of, I don't think they got as much play as the rest of the stuff. So they kind of. Went away, Cabawan, some other stuff, you know. I mean, he's got a pretty full. Re- Sorry. No, no, I was trying to remember, and then I corrected myself. He's he's got a he's got a full offering, you know. Like there's yeah. kind of you know between the the limiteds and the regular production stuff, he's got a lot of really good cigars. So I just don't I don't really know where the La Riqueza kind of fits in that portfolio. You know what I mean? Like why would I? go for this over a cohete or over a brown label or over a black label. Like, you know, I don't, I don't understand that, that strategy, but, um, it's tied to why I'm, I'm sure it's going to sell. I don't think Pete's got that problem. So I'm sure he'll be okay. What was the price point actually? 12 bucks. Yeah. So that's perfectly within why, line. With- why is there a need? Oh, sorry, John. Go, go ahead. ahead. No, no, I was, I was going to say, why is there, can we buck the trend of like having to come out with new shit every single year? Like, why can't you just focus on core lines? Cause even, I mean, we obviously smoke all the new stuff, right? For reviews, but during 
when I don't smoke new stuff, I go to my you know stash. Uh, most of it is you know uh, regular release core lines, and they're mm-hmm. consistently good, right? So you know maybe maybe the thing to do is uh, everyone should start dating their cigars and boxes, and we'll just smoke the new releases of the same. You know, skews. Well, you know, you know what some manufacturers do, which I'm a big fan of, is you take a core line that's good, not shitty, and and this is not a Tatuahi thing. This is just a general industry thing. You take a core line that's good, and you do a limited run, but the limited run is of a of a certain size. And to right. me, that's interesting because you've got already a, a performing core line, and then you come out with something interesting, which is the size. It's got a true limited. Uh, profile to it and then the next year you, c- you know and like Oliva is a good example of what w- back in the day they're doing it quite quite well um, and I think that was something to look forward to and I think you know that's something that Pete could do really well with a number of his different offerings which I would be all over but um, you know I don't mm. represent the average consumer by any stretch of the imagination so yeah all right, wherever you're catching this video, be sure to like and subscribe. You can read the full written review on the website, developmentpalace.com. Follow us on the social media channels, and you can catch all of our review recaps on podcasts. So iTunes, Google Play, and Podbean. Thank you for tuning in. We will catch you on the next one. Zara, up.